how do I overcome my mistakes so that my past will not be haunting me again? Today, by the grace of God, I want to teach you some facts about relationship or about mistakes. Let me just talk about mistakes. Then the second part, I will, I will delve deeper into the relationship matters. Because today is, is, is February 14th, I want to dedicate today to talk much even in the next session about relationship as well and love issues as well. But with this teaching, I'll be chipping in most of the love things we know. And in the morning, we were really blessed by the Spirit of God because the kind of message the Holy Ghost gave us in the morning was amazing. You need to go and download and just listen. It's, it's powerful. Okay? It's, it's powerful. One of the things I want you to understand is that I'm teaching on something I have entitled the 12 facts about mistakes. The 12 facts about mistakes. You can, you can, you can type it for me. The 12 facts about mistakes the 12 facts about mistakes there are things about mistakes you have to know the 12 facts about mistakes these are facts you have to know one of the things I want to let you understand that in this life it is possible to be restored after you have made a mistake. In the kingdom of God, it is possible with God to be restored huh? after you have made a mistake, even in life and in destiny. Are you ready? Are you ready to learn? Are you ready to learn? Mm. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's very possible that in this life, you can be restored of the mistakes you have made. One of the things I want you to understand about mistakes is that mistakes are like gates. When I say gates, mistakes are like gates that it can allow you either to come out better or to come out better. Did you hear what I just said? Mistakes are like gates that can help you to come out better or to come out better. The gate you decide to enter, that will, that will show who you will become. If you decide to enter into the gate of betterment, you become better. But if you try to come out from the gate of bitterness you become bitter after the mistakes one of the things i want you to understand about gate or mistakes is that mistake is not any listen to me your mistakes are not your conclusion did you hear what i just said your mistakes are not your conclusion when you make a mistake in life, it doesn't mean that is the end of your life. When you mess up in marriage and in relationship and it fails or it breaks, it does not mean that that is the end of your life. Mistakes are bound to happen. 
But anytime you make a mistake, don't sit in your mistake. You grow up in that mistake to become a better person. Because the third thing I want to talk about before this, I'm laying an, an, an intro. The third thing I want to talk about relationship uh, mistakes is that anytime you hear mistake, understand that anytime a man does a mistake, it's an entry to another season in that person's life. Anytime somebody does a mistake in a relationship or a marriage and maybe it, it collapses or destroys, it's an entry into another season. Either to be better or either to be better as I was talking about. So you can come out from a, a better relationship and enter into a better relationship depending on what you want to do. I don't know whether you get it. I don't know whether you get it. I pray for you. Any mistake you've made on earth that want to sabotage your destiny, I decree, I decree, and I declare, let the hand of God come upon you and take you into your season of betterment. In Jesus' mighty name. It is done. It is done. Now, quickly, I want to flow by the spirit of God and I want to talk about some maybe I won't say all the 12 but I will talk about maybe 7 or 5 or 6 anytime I'm permitted to stop I will stop then I will delve into the relationship aspect it's very important good now 12 facts about mistakes number one fact I want you to take your pens and take your, your, your books and your whatever ready. If you want to send me, if you want to send scriptures, then you have to be fast for me. Can you hear me? If you want to send scriptures, then you have to be fast for me. Okay. The first thing that you have to understand or the first fact about mistakes is that recognize that God knows that you might make a mistake. Yeah. You have to recognize that God anticipates that you will make a mistake. Understand that God himself, he knows that you, you make a mistake. So far as you are a clay, and so far as you are a flesh, your flesh will always cause you to make a mistake. Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what I just said? Have an understanding that God already knows that in this earth, you will make a mistake. Let me show you a scripture. Today, this afternoon, I'll be doing a lot of scriptures. In, in the book of Psalm, Psalm 103, Psalm 103, the verse 14. Psalm 103, the verse 14. The Bible said that in the NLT version, the Bible said that for God understands how weak we are. He knows that we are only dust. Did you hear that? For he knows that how weak we are and he remembers we are only dust. So God knows that we are dust. And because God knows that we are dust and we are weak, we can make mistakes any time and any. 
Are you with me? Are you with me? God knows that we are weak. He knows. That is the first fact I want you to understand about mistake. Anytime you make a mistake, I want you to be so conscious that God already knew that you make a mistake. God already knew that you, you are a weaker vessel and you are a dust. So you are prone in making mistakes in life. So the last time you went and slept with the guy, God already knew that you would do that. Because of your flesh, he knew that you are so weak that you can't stand a man. You will fall into that, that temptation. He knows. God knew that that thing that happened to you, that has become a, a mistake that can never leave your mind. He knew that that thing will happen to you. How did God know? God knew because God knew that we are weak and we are dust. And anybody who is a dust, understand, the person is weak in the flesh. And because the person is weak in the flesh, the person is prone to mistakes. The person is prone to attacks. The person is prone to temptations. Why are you looking at me like you are, you are, I said, Holy, holy virgin, see. Let's jump to verse 17. Let me show you something. Because God knows that we are weak and we are dust, look at the verse 17. The verse 17 says, But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. And it showed his righteousness unto children and children. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? But the Lord, but the love of God remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children. It means that so far as God knows that we are dust. Huh? And so far as God knows that we are prone to make mistakes. One of the things God has set in place is called his mercy and his love. So anytime we make a mistake, the love of God comes upon us. The mercy of God comes upon us. If only we ask of it, it comes upon us and remains forever with us. Please, do you get it? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Do you get it? Eh? This is one of a deliverance message I'm preaching. Oh, when we talk about deliverance, we, tell, we think when somebody is shaking and throwing the legs and throwing the hands, that is what we do. The first form of deliverance is deliverance from the mind. Most of us, we are captive by the devil through our mind because we've allowed our past and our mistakes to imprison us. Because of that imprisonment, we cannot actually come from it. No matter how you are prayed for, you would think that you are still in that mess. You would think that God has not forgiven you. I'm coming to show you something from scripture. That God knows that you are a dust and you are prone to make mistakes. 
Because of that, God has set a system in this world. And that system talks about his love and his mercy. That anytime we are dust and our dust nature and our weak nature fails us, his mercy comes to occupy it for us. If only we ask it. It is plenty. Let me just go. Are you ready? Number two. Number two. Number two. Number two, when you make a mistake, have an immediate waiting or conference with God. I'm telling you. When you make a mistake, have an immediate waiting or conference with God. He said, Papa, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to tell you that anytime you make a mistake, then no seek for God's mercy. Seek for God's mercy. Then no. Am I talking to people at all? When you make a mistake, right there, immediately, with immediate effect, do a conference with God. I don't know whether it's a conference call, but do a conference with God. In Isaiah chapter 1.8, it's a, it's, a, it's a popular scripture I like so much. In Isaiah 1.8, he said, Come now and let us reason together. Hey. I like that scripture very well. Isaiah 1.8. He said, and the, No, 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 no. Isaiah 1.18, rather, sorry. Isaiah 1.18. Come, let us reason together. Anytime you make a mistake, immediately do a conference with God. He said, come now, let us reason together. Say yes, the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as wool. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be like did you did you hear that? Did you hear that? Come, let us settle the matter. Let's settle it. Anytime you make a mistake in this earth, the first thing you have to do is don't hide it. Go to God. Tell God that you have made a mistake and you have you have committed a big mess. You have sinned. He should show you mercy. The Lord said that anytime you make a mistake, come to me and let's settle it. He's your father. He's your father. Go to him. I don't know how your, your father brought you or your mother brought you up. But we, some of us, we were brought in a certain way that when we sin, we are, we are quick to confess to our mothers. I don't know how your parents brought you up, but I'm talking about mine. We are quick to confess to them. Now, mommy, please, this is what I did though. The, the pot of meat in that soup, you know, that, 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 that meat, in, I, I, was the, I was the one that stole it. I don't know whether you get it. As soon as she, your mother will say, Ah! I didn't know, yes, sir. Next time, yes, I didn't know. 
then I'll say yes, okay, me, maybe, maybe. You know, we have risen this thing out and she has really forgiven me. I don't know whether you, you get it. Yes. God is your father. Go to him. Anytime you make a mistake, go to him and talk to him about immediately. That was the mistake of Adam and Eve in the garden. You have seen God have come to you. Instead of you to tell God that, Charlie, God, you know what? I've sinned. I've sinned. Forgive me. I've sinned. Forgive me. Adam couldn't say that. Adam couldn't say, God, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, we, I and my wife, we have sinned against you. Please, Adam couldn't say that. I mean, He was saying rubbish till God sacked him. He kept on saying rubbish to God sacked him from the garden. God wasn't even seeing the sin. Adam was trying to force the sin to be visible. God wasn't seeing the sin. He said, who told you? God was trying to pretend as if he didn't see anything. He said, who told you you were naked? Now, were you in that garden? Do you think it was the first time he saw God? Do you think it was the first time he saw God? So I don't know the pressure you are talking about. This is something he has been seeing God almost all the time. And this is the mistake we almost do. Most of us, we sin, we make mistakes. And we try to hide the mistakes. We try to cover the mistakes. Sir, you will never be prosperous. You will never. Anytime you sin, the first thing you have to do is to organize a meeting with God right there now. Lord, I have sinned. Ah, well, could touch me and I also touch him back. Oh, God. (laughs) Hey. And we had sex together. Yes, I really enjoyed it though. I went two rounds with the Lord. Forgive me, forgive me. I'm sorry. You know, the Bible said that when we come and reason with Him, it said, even though our sins, if they are like scarlet, he will wash it to become like a, a snow. Have you ever seen a snow before? Me, I've seen a snow before. I'm not talking about TV. Me, I've seen a snow before. I don't know whether you've seen a snow before. Where did you see it? Eh, where did you see your snow? On TV. Me, I'm talking about those who have seen physical snow. You are talking about TV snow. Have you seen how snow is? Huh? Have you seen how snow is? Look at how, how snow is. The Lord said that I can even wash your sins. Your sins that are so dirty and bad. Your mistake that so stains. I, the Lord, I can watch it. If only you come and we reason together. 
I can wash it for you. I can cleanse you. I can make you whole. I can take you out from that mess. If only you will come to me so that we will, we will, we will trust this in out. We will set it. Can you give me message Bible? Message Bible says, come, sit down. Let us argue this out. Come. This is what message Bible says. Come, sit down. Let us argue this one out. Let's argue it out. I don't know whether you get it. It is very important. Say, come, sit down. He said, let's argue this out. If your sins are, blo are blood red, they will be snow white. Did you see that? If your sins are blood red, they will be snow white. If they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. This, this is the Lord. I'm quoting scripture to you. Hallelujah. So that is number two for you. When you make a mistake, immediately arrange a conference with the Lord. Number three. Number three. Are you jotting your notes down? Are you jotting your notes down? Number three, no mistake is too big not to be forgiven. Yes. Can I say it again? There is no mistake that is too big to a point that you can never be forgiven. <laughs> My God. There is no mistake that is too big that you can never be forgiven. I, I, are you sure? I, are you sure you can hear me? Yeah. There is no mistake that is too big that you can never be forgiven. No mistake. In First Timothy, right? In 1 Timothy chapter 1. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, the verse 15 and 16. The Bible says something that. He said, this is the true saying. He said, everyone should believe it. He said, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And I was the worst of them all. This is Paul talking. I don't know whether you get it. This is Paul talking. And Paul was saying and Paul said. That Timothy. Let me tell you the truth. Let me tell you the truth. That Christ. He said this is the faithful saying. And worthy of all acceptance. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. He said of whom I am the chief. This is what Paul was trying to say. I'm their boy's prefect in sin. This is what Paul is trying to say. That is the third point. The third point about the fact you have to understand about mistake. There is no mistake on this earth that cannot be forgiven. No matter how big it is that you can never be forgiven. Hey! 
was trying to say, even Christ, Christ, let me tell you, this is a true saying. Even if you don't believe in all my teaching, this particular one, understand it. Christ came to save everybody. Me, I was the chief among them. I was the boss. I was the one. That was so criminal. I was the criminal. You think you smoke? I was the one that was smoking. You think you have done abortions? I was the one that even gave people medicine and prescription to go and do abortion. This is what Paul was trying to say. I was the chief of all sinners. No matter what you think you have done, Paul was trying to teach them. I am I was your boss. Even God forgave me. And I'm now a preacher. How much more about you? No matter the mistake you've made on earth, Christ can forgive you. Because it is because of us he came to die for our sins. It was because of us. Are you, are you, are you? You get it. Do you get it? He said, look at the system. He said, but, but that is why God had mercy on me. Have you seen it? That is because I was the, the serious of all the criminals. Listen, look at the verse 16. He said, but that is why God had mercy on me. So that Christ Jesus will use me as a prime example for the great patience with even the worst sinners. Then others will realize that they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. This is what Paul was trying to tell them. He said, but God had mercy on me so that Christ Jesus will use me as a prime example for his great patience with even the worst sinners. That others will realize that they, they too can believe in him and receive eternal life. Then said, me, I was the criminal of all criminals. But if Christ can save me, he used me as an example for other criminals that if God can save a criminal like me, God can save you too. If God can save a drunkard like me, God can save you too. If God can save a hookup like me, God can save you. If God can save, a, a, you know, an addict like me, God can save. No matter your mistake in life, I said God can save you. And God can forgive you. The way, the way you are so quiet, you are telling me to stop the message. So don't worry. When I get to point five, I'll stop. Hallelujah. Number four. Number four fact about mistakes. The four facts about mistakes you need to understand is that you have to believe that your mistakes cannot erase the love of God towards you. Are you serious? serious? There are many of us, we, we think that, uh, can I repeat it again? You have to believe that your mistakes cannot erase the love of God towards you. There is no mistake on this earth that can tell God, that can make God get angry and say that you, you are not my daughter again. Free me, so called. No, I'm telling you. I'm coming to say, I'm coming to teach you something. There is no mistake on this earth that Christ cannot save. 
there is no mistake on this earth that Christ cannot forgive. There is no mistake on this earth that can drive away the love of God towards you. Then those who were ritualists, by now they all of them should have died, right? All those who were ritualists, all those who are ritualists, by now they are, they are supposed to be dead. Is it not true? Every day they keep seeing morning after morning, right? They keep enjoying the sun we enjoy. Enjoy the air we enjoy. Go to the same place we also go. Nothing happens to them. Do you know why? Because the love of God does not erase. Their mistakes does not erase the love of God towards them. I'm coming to show you a scripture. Romans 8.35 Romans 8.35 It's a popular scripture. We all know that scripture. It's a what can separate me from the love of God. Yeah. Romans 8.35 It said what can separate us from the love of God. Look, look at it. What can separate us from the love of God? There is nothing on this earth that can actually separate the love of God towards his children. He said, how can, can, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Have you seen it? Can anything separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves as if we have trouble or calamity or persecuted or, or we are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or in tragedy? I don't like this version. I like the King, King James version of that scripture. Give me the King James version of that scripture. He said, who shall separate us from the love of God, Christ? He said, shall tribulation. Now, Paul was listing the things that even the things we think it is so big that it can separate us. You know, that one cry does not separate even us from God. He said, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword flow. Yes, 36. So, what can actually separate us? There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. There is no mistake. That is so big that God cannot even love you again. Baby, the only thing I will come to that place. I know some of you, you are thinking a lot. You are thinking a lot. I'm, that is the reason why I've settled down to talk to you through word of God is that sister sister have I misquoted any scripture here no I'm really quoting actual word of God to you nothing that can separate you from the love of God. There be. It can never separate you from the love of God. Is that Papa aborted? Yes, God still loves you.
He said, Papa, I have I've, I've done worse things. So, yes, God still loves you. Whatever you have done on earth, Christ does not reject his love from you. So, Papa, I didn't say, I said, I said, I said, I'm coming, I'm coming there. I'm coming there right now. I'm coming to teach you. What brings that? Huh? The reason, can I tell you? Okay, let me, let me just ship it in. The reason why you ask for forgiveness and it looks like you, you, to you, you've not been forgiven and you come back to ask again. Do you know what it means? Number one, it means that you yourself have not forgiven yourself. It does not mean God has not forgiven you. It simply means that you, you've not forgiven yourself. I said, you have not forgiven yourself. So it is your mind playing tricks at you. If really you've forgiven yourself, that thought will never come back again. it is your mind playing games with you from that very day you confessed and said God forgive me of what I did God indeed forgave you that very day no but it, there is a difference between God forgiving you and you forgiving yourself that is why all this while last week or coming this week I've been teaching something and I was saying that there are many things we think that it is demons or devils that that, that, that stops it. Most of us, it is us. There are major breakthroughs that prevent, that is prevented from coming because we prevent, because the Bible said that whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. When you tell yourself according to your mind that your prayers are not heard, indeed, in the heavens, that is how it is seemed. Oh dear, I'll come there. I'm just, I just want to follow pattern and come. I'm following pattern. I'm following pattern. God has forgiven you. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. No mistake on this earth can take you from the presence of the Lord. Are you here? Are you here? Number five. Number five. Number five. Oh, Rafi Sovala Makaya. I'm in number five right now. Number five. Anytime you make a mistake, look for the purpose or the plan of God. Anytime you make a mistake, look for the plans of God concerning your life on the other side. What am I talking, talking about? Hmm? What have God said about sin? Is it that God have condemned us of sin? No. The Bible said that there is no therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Yes. There is no condemnation. It means that 
This is why I was teaching and I was telling you huh, that anytime you make a mistake, you ask for forgiveness and you went and asked again and you went and asked that same thing again. It means that you yourself, you've not forgiven yourself. In your mind, you keep condemning yourself because you keep condemning yourself in your mind. That is why you think that God is condemning. It wasn't God that is condemning. It is your own self that you are condemning. Because you've not been able to forgive yourself, it is very hard to think that God has forgiven you. You are rather condemned. It is not God. Con- you are rather condemning yourself. Therefore, there is no condemnation to, to them that are in Christ Jesus. You are the one condemning yourself, not Christ. Look for the plans of God in the other side. The plans of God in the other side is that anytime we make a mistake, we sin. The other side stands for repentance. That is the plans of God. That anytime we make a mistake, we should be able to repent. That is the plan of God. We should be able to be to, to repent and to be restored back. That is the plan of God on the other side. So anytime you look, you make a mistake, look for the other side of God and the other plan of God concerning your life in the other side. Although this side you've messed up, but in the other side there is promotion for you. There is a restoration for you. There is a restitution for you. There is a repentance for you. Am, am, I, am I talking to somebody at all? Huh? When you read the book of Romans chapter 9, Romans chapter 9, the verse 23. Romans chapter 9, the 23. Romans 9, 23. He said, And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of his mercy, which he had afore prepared on. There is a vessels of mercy. Okay, let me. He also has the right to pour out the riches of his glory upon those he had prepared to be the object of his mercy. God has prepared something called the riches of his glory unto people. He himself, the Lord has prepared something like an object of mercy. Can I get different versions? He said, and what if, and what if he does, and what if he does purposes to make known and show for the wealth of his glory in dealing with the vessels object of his mercy which he had prepared beforehand for his glory. He said, he said he also wanted to reveal his abundant glory which was poured out on us who are the object of his mercy those of us whom he had prepared to receive his glory there were people like us who were prepared to receive the glory of God and says so those people they were prepared before time that those people will be people who will be the object of God's mercy <laughs> he said he also has the right to pour out the riches of his glory upon those who prepare to be the object of his mercy. So the glory of God is already prepared for those who are called the object of his mercy. 
enkrofone rade be hu amomobono sankrofone dia they have an inheritance of god's glory to inherit on earth and which you are a candidate because of you being in christ you are a candidate you are part of those who who are called the object of mercy and to rest, re, and unim de tia bronsa me haye sa because you empenya me asem suanti no see ya no de yetatai once sa de we me kire wi na aye utrimu nya na de na koyi kike because o enya sa na ye kire o enya sa na ye kire wi ntia ni pakono kro o kire wo no the person taught you a half truth that's why I've, took, I've taken my time to open the scripture to you. Because one can say, "Who can buy bonuna with Yebi?" He said, "Can't he also reveal his glorious riches to the object of his mercy that he has prepared ahead for time for glory? He has prepared those people called the object of mercy. He has prepared them ahead for glory. Look at it." Now, if God wants to demonstrate his wrath and reveal his power, can't he extremely patient with the object of his wrath that are made for destruction? Can't he also reveal his glorious riches to the objects of his mercy that he has prepared ahead of time for glory? He has prepared, you are an object called the object of mercy. You are called the object of mercy in the sight of God because of Christ. And Kao Kai said, you remember a quasivering ball? Do you remember a quasivering ball? Yeah. Uh, by now, you were supposed to be dead. Do you know the stuff you've done on this earth? By now, when we are counting people who are supposed to be living, you are supposed to be dead. But why are you still living? The truth of the matter is that you are called an object of mercy in the sight of God. We have preoccupied mind and knowledge. That is what is killing us. KG2. What a noun. Who call university? I know the name here. Huh? Who do who do university? It's an now no. I know an hour today. Nya a ten over ten. Odi odi. Koswa ne that that kind of false teaching they gave to us when we were growing. Let me read this version and continue. Me me time is short. Today, you guys didn't come early at all. He said, other people are like valuable pots that God has chosen to make. To make. He said, God wants to be kind to people like that. He said, he wants to use them to show people how great he is. He has prepared them to be with him for a special party in heaven. My God, can you miss that party? I'm part of that party. Yeah. He said, we, we those people God 
has chosen us to be his people. It is not only Jews that he has chosen. He has chosen also the Gentiles. God has chosen us to be part of that party. It is not only Christian. It is not only pious people. It is unbelievers as people. People who make mistakes. God said that those people to Christ ordained them to enjoy that party in heaven. By giving them something called mercy. That any time they sin and they talk to him concerning their sin. He releases something upon called mercy. And that mercy exempts them from you know, judgment. And exempts them from destruction. And takes them, them, them to glory and light. This is the mystery now. This is the mystery. One of the things you don't know that the purpose of God is bigger than your plans. Yeah, one of the things we don't know is that the purpose of God is bigger than our plans. The purpose of God is bigger than our plans. In Proverbs 19.21 It says many are the plans of men but it is only the purpose of God that shall stand. Is it not true? It means that the purpose of God is bigger than our plans. What you are planning and what you think. Sir, God's agenda is bigger than your plans. God's agenda is bigger than your plans. God's agenda is bigger than your plans. That is why anytime you have an understanding of this thing, huh? anytime you have an understanding of what I'm teaching, one thing that happens is that expect your, your mistakes to become your miracles. I'm telling you. If you know that you are an object of mercy and anytime you make a mistake and you are quick to notice the mistake, apologize and say sorry to the Lord. Huh? God can turn your mistakes into your miracle. God can turn your tragedy even to your trophies. God God can turn your tragedy to your trophy and God can turn your mistakes to your miracles that is what God can do because you, you don't know that you are me I'm, I'm, me, I'm an object of mercy if you don't believe it me I believe it with my family we are called the object of mercy if not the mercy of God right now, you are not supposed to be living. You, you, you are not even qualified. Yeah. So give me Psalm 51, a popular verse. Psalm 51, verse 2 and 3. Psalm 51, the verse 2 and 3. 
Psalm 51, the verse 2 and 3. I think I'll pause on this particular side. He said, wash me thoroughly. This is, this is David praying. He said, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. He said, for I have acknowledged my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Have you seen it? Look at the verse 7. Jump to verse 7. Let me show you something. Jump to verse 7. Jump to verse 7 for me. He said, Page me with hip soup and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. He said, Purify me from my sins and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. So in the verse 2 and 3, David was trying to tell God that, Charlie, even in my sins, when I pray and ask God for mercy, my sins are always before me. That was what David was trying to say in the verse 2 and 3. David was trying to tell God that, God, you know what? You have to forgive me. You have to forgive me. Hey, when I did that abortion, it's not what my my fortune got for. Have mercy upon me. But anytime I seek forgiveness, anytime, see how anytime David sat seek for forgiveness. David said, anytime he seeks for forgiveness, his sins comes like a remembrance unto him. It's always before him. The verse two and three, and this is what is actually happening to almost everybody. Then he told God that, God, you know what? I know something about you that nobody knows. What I know is that you need to wash me from my guilt. He said, purify me from my sin, for I have recognized my rebellion. He said, it haunts me day by day. Have you seen it? He has his sin. It haunts me day by night. He said, purify me from my sins, and I'll be clean. Wash me, and I'll be whiter than snow. I know that with my senses, my, my, my sins will keep hunting me day and night. But when you wash me, when you cleanse me, when you purify me of my sins, I'll be clean. I won't see that thing again. Yeah. I don't know why I'm, I'm bringing a lot of scriptures like that. Holy Ghost, help me. The Lord is telling somebody something. You, you've allowed a certain mistakes to imprison you till now. You don't want to rise up from it. Why are you sitting in that mistake? For how many years now? Which God are you serving? Do you think God is at a fridge? Do you think God is like Antwa? Is that what you think your God is? No, no. Is that what you think your God is? I don't know why God is leading me to preach like this. But this is a great deliverance for somebody. If only you will listen to what I am saying. This is a great deliverance for you. Who told you God have not forgiven you? Maybe you've not yet said sorry to him. Though, First John chapter 1. First John chapter 1. Let me show you something. First John chapter 1. First John chapter 1. First John chapter 1. Quickly. First John chapter 1, the verse 8 and 9. 
first John chapter 1, the verse 8 and 9. First John chapter 1, the verse 8 and 9. Look, listen to the word, the word of God. It says, if we claim we have no sin. Have you seen it? Uh-huh. Now, this is the problem. If we claim we have no sin, hmm, we are all fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. Have you seen it? That means there is no one here who can say he has not sinned. We have all sinned. If you have not sinned, raise up your hand. We have all sinned, right? Uh-huh. Do you know even, 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 even whatever you do without faith is a sin? Do you know that? Oh, do you know that anything you do without faith is a sin? It is in the Bible. You know, when we ever say things, somebody is referring to sexual sins alone. Do, do you think that is only sexual sin? That is only coercing. Huh? Is that what you think? You, 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 are, you, are, you are just, you just want me to stop the message. I will just stop. Then, then I will switch. I think God wanted to do something with us, and He's doing it. Yeah. It, we, he said, when we when we say we've not seen, we are all liars. We all, we are all lying to ourselves. But there is a a, a, a solution. Listen, He said, if we 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 or say if we claim we have no sin, He said we are only fooling ourselves. And not living in truth, he said. But if we come, have you seen the bat? More my English than unim bats. Anytime a bat comes, it comes to disqualify either the negative or the positive and establish another truth. Sanity. It comes to disqualify a statement and qualifies another statement. Sana bat see. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. That is all on. He, he, he does not just forgive, he cleanses. Maybe you've not asked, have you confessed? Are you sure you've confessed? No, no, I want to know. When you made that mistake, did you confess? Oh, yeah, yeah, talk to me. Did you confess? Did you confess to the Lord? Did you, did you talk to the, the Lord? Did you talk to God? Now, mistakes, and the relationship there, and the when you, when you made a mistake, oh, yeah, you, if you want me to stop, I can stop. It looks like you are making the atmosphere so bored for me. Yeah. Sharp crap. I can stop. When we make a mistake, Maybe you've not confessed, but if only you confess, the Bible said two things about God. Number one, He's faithful. Number two, He's just. 
this is the two things that God spoke to himself and said when we confess our sins number one he is faithful or in the for anything in him he say or di emboni na beti no wa wohuri ye ho what who can forgive and cleanse do you know the meaning of cleanse o jare o who say who say he ready maybe you don't understand sin is like this it's like drinking a coke a colorful coke or a soup and it spoils your dress have you seen that is how sin is like when you go to god right now when you go to god right now and you confess unto the lord that lord i it was not my 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 fault i intentionally did it and it has stained me please forgive me when you tell god that thing you know what god does god says okay i have forgiven you and how does god forgive you he takes off that dress and washes it till it become white again then he puts it on you that is what cleanses means so anytime people see you they won't see any stain in you again because you are cleansed what be be free you are not like that if you think you know again when you confess to the lord you are not that that former person you think you are again no he forgives you and cleanses you sana bible nika yeah what kind bible stop listening to certain certain people who don't like reading the bible all the idea of what in free the end and uncounseled one pencil and no the original preachers and no but among four among four years to see them they cannot even come to church who told you paul said that among all the sinners i was the i was the chief of all the sinners this was what paul was preaching among all the sinners i was the chief of them and god made me as an example in order to save me so that others will also know that if Christ has saved me he can save them also do you know why god allowed you to come out from prostitution do you know why wouldn't be anti and was say be believe it's because god saved you in that mess of so was say no say na be ya obe uba christo mu a amamfo ye bia you can be an example to them chale tell them hey me eradi jimi o wouldn't wouldn't you are like an example to people do you know why god saved some of us he saved that because of you so that we can talk to you like this and you too you will know that in no matter what you have done god can forgive you and god can cleanse you no matter the mistake Who, talk, who who was the one that initiated that teaching eh oya boni e radin fan chowder and the obekobro some just straight is he the one holding the key which what scripture is that can't we balance the bible i don't blame them i blame we we ourselves we don't want to read the word of god for ourselves Bible no kura kan ya kan is who group and them because un kan kura pente as in film wa wa won te bible as in was akotam king james is our kind king james now we be be how there wa 
won't Bible as King James What Bible do you use? Papa, I use King James. King James no can cry out Get simpler versions of the Bible and read it so that you can get literal common English to understand. When I'm preaching, I let them bring a lot of Bible verses so that I can explain. Who told you God have not forgiven you? It is your mind that is playing games at you. You are condemning yourself. God is not the one condemning you. Who told you? You are the one condemning yourself. And the devil knows that you don't know this scripture. And because the devil knows that you don't know that scripture, anytime be an obey, be an obey. Akwele. Akwele kai kai kai. Kai kai utrimuse. Minwa ye bipe. Hey. Oh, akwele. Come back to me. Now, Fede Osu Dinichi. Hey, come back. Come back. I'm coming to you. Hey, come back. Like that. No dignity done, done. Because when him say winning, he knows that you don't know. He knows that you don't know. He knows that you don't know. When him say winning, say winning, say come back. You won't imagine me. I'm praying. I've done something. I'm praying. I'm saying, God forgive me. And the, and I know this scripture. And I'll be praying. The devil will come. Then, then, then we add effect to it. Tin, tin. My daughter, my daughter, don't think I have forgiven you. You would die in your sins. Oh God, have mercy on me. Do you know sometimes when we are praying an aggressive prayer, never? Oh, do you know that? How many of you have realized that? When we are praying certain things that it is really affecting the devil, no, but hey, Father, any power that doesn't want me to progress, power in the name, I break you. I as soon as you know about then he show you the, the sex scene, he show you the, the kissing scene, he show you when you 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 threw the baby away. Then he will show you that incident. You, it is called distraction. It was not God that was showing it to you. He, he was bringing that to distract you. That is why the Bible said the devil comes like a rolling lion. Looking for somebody to devour. The Bible said resist him. Resist him. And he will flee. That is the answer to believers. The Bible never said we should even force ourselves to fight with the devil. Resist him. When we talk about resistance, it's just saying no to him. That is what resistance means. Say no to him. And anytime you are praying and he begins to bring your mistakes and your past back to you, say no to him. He, to hell with you. Quiet. The name of Jesus. Then continue. Okay. Shut him up. If you don't shut him up, he, that is how he will be coming to you every day. You will thinking God is the one revealing that he has not forgiven. Who told you God didn't forgive you? You need to shut him up. 
This is the weapon we use over him. Eh? Now, do, do you think he's not wise? Huh? Do you think he's not wise? He knows that you are now coming to enter into a certain breakthrough. So he would do whatever he would do in order to make you fall. He would do. He would do anything to distract you now. He would do it. Shut him up. Me, I'm praying that you show me a picture of a lady's breast. Do you remember when you used to hold this lady's breast? Do you remember when you used to kiss the lady? Then I would say, hey, God, forgive me. It's a distraction. You shut that devil up in the name of Jesus. Keep quiet. Come out from my mouth. from my mind. I'm forgiving. Continue with your prayer. Listen. One day, I used to experience that a lot. One day, I was listening to Apostle John Suleiman. And Apostle John Suleiman said that anytime the devil comes to you in prayer to remind you of your past, you to remember him of his future. <laughs> and I said, like, like, I was like, hey, first thing. How do I remember the devil of his future? Then he continued and said, Remember him that he will go to eternal hell. Eternal hell fire. He won't come back again. That is his future. That is hell fire. His future is hell fire. And he cannot get any repentance and forgiveness. So anytime he wants to bring your past, tell him, Charlie, you to remember oh, hellfire day for you. Hellfire, he day for you. He day for you. Now the city across our town at all. He day he day for you. No one shall say. My God. Let him know that he will keep failing in your life. Don't give him any chance. You are an object of mercy. That is what the Bible called you. And me, I have grace. You don't have any repentance. You are going to hell. Next time. now revelation has entered, light has entered into you. Have you your background no through? He knows, he knows, he knows that light has entered into your background. Now video be far quite for fro. Mm-mm-mm-mm. 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 
Point number six. Six. So focus on your future instead of your mistake. This is what the devil does with us. He makes us live the future and we keep focusing on the past. Let me, let me show you a scripture then. Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43, the verse 18 and 19. Isaiah 43, the verse 18 and 19. Isaiah 43, the verse 18 and 19. Get me that scripture. Let me just so that I'll pause on this side for now. He said, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. For behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Okay, NLT. He said, But forgot, forget all that. He said, But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. Uh -huh. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you, do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. My God. He said, for, for, forget all that it is, it is nothing compared to anyone. Did you hear that? The Bible said that we should forget the former things. Hear me. You made a mistake in your relationship and you lost the relationship. Let it go. Let the former things go. Forget it. You lost a very handsome man. You lost a very caring man. And yet, it was a mistake that came and the thing didn't work. Forget it. Move on. Concentrate on what is ahead. Hey, sister. Forget the former things. He said, For I, the Lord, am about to do a new thing. Have you seen it? For I, the Lord, am about to do a new thing. Before I would do that new thing, this is what God is teaching us. Before I would do that new thing, Make sure that the old thing is gone. Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. This is the devil who is trying to imprison you in your past. This is the devil. And this is his strategy. Let the past go. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know this. This afternoon, the Lord is actually speaking to somebody. Okay? The Lord is actually speaking to somebody right now. Let it go and God will actually save you. Let me add the last point to it. Point seven. 
it is 12 but let me add let me just give you last one can one <laughs> let me give you last one are you ready for the last one avoid those who don't like you when you make a mistake are they who I said avoid those who don't like you when you make a mistake hey do you know that most of us the reason why our mistakes are amplified is the wrong hands we fall into <laughs> do you know the reason why our mistakes are amplified is because of the wrong hands we fall into boy avoid anybody you know that does not like you avoid when you make a mistake go to people who like you go to them let them encourage you and inspire you eh? when you make a mistake and you go to people who empower your mistake for you, you would die. You would die out of blood pressure. You would die out of depression. There are people who mistake away, you know, and no one will gina so, and no one will gina so. I'm saying there are people who don't like you. Wouldn't say, yeah, because I want to chip it with relationship. That is why you have to be very careful when God connects you to a man. That is that 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 doesn't like you. Obe numoho. A man that doesn't like you. Isu obe numoho. You know why? When we enter into the relationship aspect, I will teach you something. And what I will teach you in that relationship aspect is that one of the wisdom I will give to you is that when a man asks you of your past, don't explain it. Just say if you want to tell him tell him a part don't tell him the full story this is the mistake many people make ah are we are you a virgin please no okay no the answer is no what actually happened if such a person keeps asking that question to you and you keep explaining everything one day, Obe referral with that thing. One day, BBC, Obe referral with everything you say. Be very careful. Yeah. Be very. Be, don't, don't give people all the truth. When it comes to your past, they will use it to hunt you one day. Don't give everybody that the, the, uh, I'm not. Uh, did, did you hear what I just said? I'm not saying don't tell him the truth, but don't give him all the truth. Tell him a portion and leave it there. Don't try to explain everything. The person will use it against you. The person will amplify your mistake.
the person will amplify the music. That one day you will do something, it will come up. It will come up. It will come up. Everybody will know and everybody will see it. I'm telling you the truth. Everybody will know and everybody will see it. Be very careful. Oh, would you cry a simple? I think you have a better relationship. When you feel it, you don't have to prepare questions. I relationship. Give me Galatians chapter 6, the verse 1. On say everyone be a Anyone be a I've been able to give you a scripture that really explains that. So don't just write the thing, write the quotation under it. Point I gave you quotations under it, right? There are some of you, download, you'll be also on for download. But everybody read it. It said, Dear brothers and sisters, if another Christian is overtaken by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Okay. Let me read another version. He <laughs> said, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, he said, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Mm-hmm. He said, brethren, if anyone is overtaken in a fault, okay, the same thing. He said, dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by a sin, you see, you are, okay, I've read that one. I've read that one. It's the same thing. What is the Bible trying to tell us now? The Bible is trying to tell us that we brothers and sisters in Christ, that is Christians, he's talking to us. We should understand that our brother can be overtaken in sin. Bonibet mea fano. What is Huh? Good. Boni ebet mea fano. It is a boni fana. Those of you who think you are spiritual, you are godly enough. What you have to do is that restore such a person with humbleness and gentleness. Nyabotre. Nyabotre. Ekasachre ni pakrono. Bua ni pakrono. Senebeya obeti miyabe kristo mu. This is what he is trying to tell teachers. The word restore there in the Greek meaning, it means that to reset. The word restore there in the King James Version, it means that to reset. It has a resetter. It's a medical term. That medical term is when you have a, a dislocation in one of your joints. Huh? One say, so wabasa a year. Do you know that? The word restore there in the King James Version. That word restore is a Greek medical term. That Greek medical term means to reset. Reset simply means that when somebody has a, a dislocation in a joint, right? Those of you who are matured, and you can handle such a, a dislocation. You have to use gentleness 
and humbleness in order to reset the person. That is, in order to restore the person. Put that bone back to its original location. And the person has just been dislocated. The person has to be located back to its original position. And to move on, you first wash the back to the personal, the, the original position. When the, you, the, you are doing, do it with gentleness. You won't hurt the person. Ah, I wish you get it. You are resetting the person. Reset the person to a point that you. <laughs> Those of us who are spiritual, he said, when you are, we are, we are putting the person back. We are bringing them. We should bring the person back in much, in much humility, in much meekness and humbleness and gentle. Young crocrons and when any baby a Buddha. When any baby a Buddha on son now say. On say ye are now say on nay Buddha. Why? Okay. Now, the, when the, did you go to a local doctor or a, a, a medical doctor? A local one. Good. How did the person reset it for you? Have you did you realize that the person took time? One funny there be boko boko anamibwa. Copimse boon no a restore back to it. No onion gidikiti. And the Bible person say, Se obi free nya mimwa, and also obi boni bi fo obia. Nipa crony to say obia, ne kasay a dislocate free the main boon. Nipa crony to say ne kasay a dislocate free main boon. And just a kasay ne a yat watching it. No. It's just a dislocation. Into more mobile restore case in the back, no more restore with much gentleness. Send a bear mobile restore we in a baby crown sign a day and torch him. And a Bible say more more restore sign if I crown a back musumun fee musumun fee because more the serenity now a china it be an amoso it will be your thing. That is what the Bible was trying to say. Be careful. That you that you are restoring, be careful because and no one weakness. It's now both so they call Kujina Bonte and sister, sister, that cry. We didn't say Okoboy Jawai. We didn't say Yabosh. Yeah, make run and bomb by a man, a man, a hotel. Sister, be careful because I told you the best when a bird is alive, he eats ant, but when a bird dies, ant eats it. Sanity. Be careful. Am I helping somebody? Are you being blessed? Clap your hands for Jesus. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Are you are you blessed? Are you blessed? So this is the part two. This is the part two of the mistakes in relationship. The part three one is the one I'm going to enter into the relationship in Ankasa. Yeah, and that one we we are just going to come right now. Are you ready? Eh? You just start siding the name for party. Because I'm building a, a foundation. I can't. 
I can't dig the thing and start building. I have to lay a proper foundation before I start. So I feel the what to be be asset. And let's come back quickly, right? Who is coming? Who is coming? Now I it's your relationship question. I feel you very love talking and kasa. God bless you. As soon as I'm done, I'm going to upload the message. Please go and download the part two and the part one as well. Share it with somebody and let the person be blessed. As soon as it ends, wait for some three minutes and join back quickly. What here? Join back very fast. Why? I love you all. Shalom. Bye-bye. Why are you ready so many as I say you Why are you ready so many as I say you Baby, I will be a person. You are such a surprise to the end of the year. Now, we're going to send you a time.